listen, I'm gonna work on People progress, are okay? Suffering. <laughs> it took a while for me to get here. Hopefully, I'll live a long life, and I know that there's going to be times where I'm potentially not, and you know where I'm at right now. I'm happy. Yeah. Are you happy? I don't know if you're going to see this voice, but I thought I was happy. Are you happy? I'm not happy at all. Are you happy? I'm the happiest I've ever been right now. P.S. Be the person who you'd want to meet because somebody needs you. Welcome to Are You Happy? The happy hour. And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Are You Happy Podcast. Today, we are diving back into the business world, and we have found for you an amazing and very creative guest. We have Luke Armitage, who is Associate Art Director of Digital Content at Reef. He is super awesome and super creative, so we look forward to getting to know him better. So without further ado, here is Luke. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm doing good. Thanks for the solid intro. I have, you know, peeked a little bit into your background and I'm super impressed with your photography background. Oh, thanks. So I'm dying to know from photographers, you know, where does the passion come from or where did it start for you? You know, I've always been just kind of like, a, it's a cliche, but just a creative person I kind of always loved like watching movies or photos or even when I was like we would go to like a library or a bookstore or something I would just like gravitate towards like photo books or I'm a real like visual learner I studied business at uh, Cal State San Marcos and I was doing a marketing job but there was a, a graphic designer uh, that I was working with at the time he was doing more design stuff and I was like well I kind of want to learn more of that side of the marketing world um, I went back to school and I was studying design at uh, San Diego City College while I was there I was dealing with some like hip surgeries and some health issues and stuff so I like I had like time to I had like extra time I took some photography classes there as well that evolved into into what it is today. So I want to know, because that's pretty incredible to go from like a purely business perspective in, in school, mm -hmm. right? Business school to more of a visual creative. Where did you get the bravery to go from pure business to that creative? It's very nice of you to say bravery. I think it was more like um, I was sitting in this job, right? And I'm, you know, working nine to five and it wasn't even that bad of a job. Like it was, it was just marketing. We were doing um, a lot of internet marketing. So it was like search engine optimization and conversion rate optimization. And it's very data focused and stuff. My brain just like, doesn't work like that. And I was sitting in there and I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, like for, if I'm going to have a job for the rest of my life, like I might as well figure out something that I really like kind of enjoy you know and that was like I had kind of figured out some solutions to potentially make that work and after talking to people and there, I feel like everybody has this really strange like you know not to get too woo woo but there's like a I think there's a mysterious force like guiding everyone's you know they, they kind of have like there's like a magnetism towards certain things that it's like it's very hard to explain why but you you just enjoy it and you're passionate about it and I think one of the weird things about it too is the more I read, I, I, you know, I had a lot of downtime during injuries and trying to figure life out and everything. So I kind of, I read a lot and that was kind of like a common thread too, was, you know, figure out what you're, you're passionate about, make sure it's like moral and ethical and, you know, not if you're passionate about like, you know, some dark stuff, maybe don't explore that for a career path, but there's a Japanese book about it. And I'm Ikigai or, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you say it just so I don't sound no, like. No, Ikigai is right. I think okay. that's. That's what I heard last when I was in Los Angeles. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, anyone out there who's like kind of just trying to figure out what to do, check out 
that book and it will kind of help you figure it out. So yeah, to answer your question, it was like, I get it. It's nice of you to say it was bravery, but it was also just more like a little bit of frustration, a little bit of like concern, a little bit of like, okay, like I'm kind of in a little bit of a pickle here. How am I going to get out of this? Um, and what's a way that I could, you know, go to work every day and enjoy it, you know, and, and work is work, right? You're always going to have a job. There's days that are, there's good days and bad days, but if you can find something that you can kind of get into a flow state with where you're kind of losing track of time, you're going to excel a lot quicker than something if you weren't. Like when I was in these accounting classes and finance classes, I was just like, it was a struggle, right? But I could work hours doing design stuff and I can just crank it out. No problem. So that was kind of where that decision came from. Sounds like it's really deep rooted within taking time to self-reflect. You leveraged other people and their knowledge true to yourself too, in deciding where you went and your, your own personal ethics. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I, I heard that not that long ago too. And it was like one of those, you know, the emoji with like the head exploding. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I believe the speaker had uh, talked about traveling the world as a photographer, actually, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, she films, uh, she does wildlife photography all over the world. And she said that finding your ikigai was like one of the most important things you can do because it'll serve you, but it also serves others. And that what you're doing is something that impacts others in a very positive way. Right. It totally is. Yeah, I think like, you know, in order for you to kind of evolve in in your career or um, just as a person, you kind of got to figure out it's there's a lot of, um, you know, tedious tasks and exploration and a lot of stuff that's like it's kind of hard to get through it. But if you're if you're kind of passionate about it, that that can kind of give you that inertia to just kind of keep on going as opposed to like, you know just something you're not interested in you're not you're not gonna evolve as quick thank you for sharing that see you're no, no you like you you went deep all on your own and you're super <laughs> introspective i'm telling you man you're, you're I'm so deep. yourself I'm so... Don't, yeah. don't do that you're humble so okay are you happy we are people who love to share stories and experiences with the world and a few of our questions which are very very simple in nature have some of the most you know crazy responses and so we often ask it every day everywhere we go so in that in that tradition luke are you happy yeah i would say yes yeah and why is that i think i got a lot to be thankful for you know some days are better than others and things could be better but they could be a lot worse and you know especially now that we're in this like world where we're so um exposed to just the world as a whole like when you were when you know back in the ancient times it was like you kind of knew what was going on in your community maybe or like if I'm happy or sad it was it was not really impacted by a lot but you know the more exposed you are to you know what's going on and all over the world with wars and just you know a bunch of sad stuff and you kind of take a sec like damn kind of kind of blessed kind of lucky so yeah it took a while for me to get here and I you know hopefully I'll live a long life. And I know that there's going to be times where I'm potentially not and, you know, come and go, but you know, where I'm at right now, I'm happy. Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah, actually super happy. No problem. (laughs) I'm curious in, in your, in your time that it took in your journey that it took to get here, Mm -hmm. is there a particular experience that you can recall where you were exceptionally happy and thankful like is there a particular experience where something happened or 
the opposite is there you know something small that happened that you were just like particularly thankful that's a yeah it's a deep question i'm not like a scientist so i don't want to say uh anything that's like not scientifically but i think a lot of you know a lot of being happy is your thoughts you know and how you think and how you re reframe your mind it's obviously there's a real strong emotional component to it and spiritual component but a lot of that stems in my opinion from you know how you think i think just kind of just from reading and just talking to older older people and you know i've had some like professional help with therapy and, and stuff like that and i think that was uh you know really helpful you know i think in my um and i might be going like off tangent here but i think it kind of just comes with a decision of deciding like okay ask yourself like do you want to be happy you know everybody has a different story and different stuff but at the end of the day it's it's kind of like okay do you want to be happy yes or no if the answer is yes okay what do i have to do to do that and then kind of exploring that because you know, different things are going to make different people happy. And, you know, hopefully it's, it's all beneficial to yourself and other people. And you're kind of on this path of that's going to take you there. Um, but I think it's a decision and it's, it's hard to, to get, if it's, if the answer is no, consciously or subconsciously, you're gonna, it's going to be kind of difficult to get there. So I think re I think figuring that out for me was um, a big uh, catalyst for for moving in that direction. And I think understanding, you know, it's another deep thing, but just understanding your conscious and your subconscious as well, and knowing that like, you know, a lot of we're humans, we're kind of silly. Like we don't even know why we do a lot of the stuff we do, and a lot of it is you know subconscious subconsciously rooted. Uh, behavior and thinking so trying to trying to understand that as well um does that answer the question yeah, yeah definitely okay. actually mm -hmm. kind of feeds into my next one so i'm kind of like hey but <laughs> quite all right i'm i i have to say we love tangents so so yeah don't okay don't cool guys for tangents okay. <laughs> love them i think that people you know kind of just go off and and it's okay you you share so many different things that we would never have thought to ask so totally fine with us love it cool. yeah and i i kind of can understand what you mean as far as when someone you know if they say, no, I'm not happy. And then they start to think about why is it that they're not happy? Um, if, if we don't kind of take that time to think about it or kind of address it within ourselves, mm -hmm. it spills out in other ways. For it sure. Out, you know, it spills out in your work, in your relationships. Yeah. And like, while you were talking, I was thinking, you know, it's almost as if it spills out of your pores. It's that, that fine where, you know, it, it just shows everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, it's so important to have those conversations with yourself and then, you know, do as, as needed. So for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, it took me a while to, to kind of get there, but I was like, all right, well, what I'm doing is kind of not working. So let me uh, figure this out here. You know, um, it's hard. Life's tricky sometimes. No, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's a, the other question that we have, which is like my all-time favorite, oh, I love this question. So, and and you kind of did it, but if you can, you know, think of a different uh, response, that will be cool. Sure. Uh, the question is, if you could share a message with the world, 
any, any, any message at all, what would that be? Sharing the message with the world. I'm kind of young. I feel like a, a little bit young to be kind of like doing this, you know, let me think. Okay. This is hard. Okay. I don't want to be like too preachy, but I guess maybe it would be two things, you know, try to try to understand that everybody has a story. They come from a different place. You know, you don't really know what they're going through or what they're dealing with. So, you know, try to try to be uh, cognizant of that and, you know, have some empathy and maybe some patience or something. Um, and that's something that I got to work on, you know, sometimes like I get upset or, you know, someone cuts me off in traffic or whatever. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty cool on the road. So that's maybe not a good example, but, um, but just being, just try to understand that. And that way you can have a little bit more Two, I think, try to try to explore and figure out what you're what you're passionate about so that you can share it with the world. You know, I think everybody's like so unique and has so many different skills and talents. And the more I talk to people, the more I I like trip out. I'm like, whoa, I don't even know, you know, how you know that or do that. You know, um, we we shot a we did a video down in Mexico with Reef like a couple weeks ago and one of the the filmer guys there he just like had a really gnarly knowledge base of um the video equipment and just different stuff and it's just cool you know you can just tell he's like passionate about it and good at what he does and I think it's just it's cool when I meet someone like that and they and they share their gift with the world so I think it's yeah say I mean yeah try to try to understand people and know they all got a, a story and you know respect that and then two is just if you can try to figure out what you're passionate about and explore it and um, share it with people. I think those are very good answers. Yeah. <laughs> and it would probably, you know, my answer will probably change in like a week or two. I'd be like, you know what? Maybe don't. Oh, you know. <laughs> but no, I think for today, that's good. You're and good. hopefully it's, it's more helpful to people not too preachy. Um, I got to work on that stuff myself, you know? No, not at all. And I think it's really refreshing that you even mentioned that midway, like, hey, I actually have to fix that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, no, that's totally fine. I mean, I, I totally have things that I have to work on and I'll be the, well, I'm sometimes the first to admit it, but I'm trying. <laughs> right. But I mean, I, I'm just really bad at asking for help. I'm used to doing things alone. And so when yeah. it comes to big projects, big productions, you know, having a whole creative team or having um, other people around is very foreign for me because I've done a lot of production on my own. And yeah, so, yeah having a team is different. And, and it's, yeah, asking for help. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so crazy how if you do, yeah, like you're saying, take a little bit of time to ask for help or figure out the right resource, whatever, the speed that you can have you know it just makes everything so much faster if you got a good team and you can figure it out you know it's like have a little bit of humility and be like okay you know what? i don't know how to do this maybe someone else knows better figure it out so yeah that's a good that's a good point for sure yeah so we'll work on our stuff i'm not yeah. i'm not as cool as you on the road i'm telling you <laughs> yeah i need to behave <laughs> yeah I don't... i'll try harder <laughs> yeah i mean i think you know i have my time my times where I don't know. I definitely have plenty of other issues to work on. I'm listening. I'm a work in progress. Okay. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> I that's that's an excellent title. I think for the episode, right? Working. Yeah. Wip. You could just be like Luke Armitage. Wip. Work in progress. <laughs> I love it. I think Luke Armitage kind of sounds like a brand of something. 
Right. I mean, maybe you're just seeing the future, you know? Hey, maybe so. I'm seeing a brand for Luke Armitage. There it, just, it is. It's a brand. And I was like, yeah. huh, interesting. I wonder, wonder where this is going to go. I appreciate it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you, you don't give yourself enough credit. I'm going to tell you that up front. So okay. well, I, I, was, I wanted to laugh so hard and I tried really hard not to because of the you know edits and all that. But yeah. I really wanted to laugh hard and you were saying how young you are and how you oh. don't have enough experience in order to share something. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I wanted to laugh so hard because that's so it's so untrue. <laughs> well, that's nice of you to say, but I, I remember like, uh, when I was young, when I was younger, like I, I read a, uh, I was like, re- I read a couple books that like some people wrote. And then I realized like they were the age that I was like a few years ago writing and like giving people life advice. And I'm like, do they even, do they even, like, you know, and this is, and I know no, no knock to anybody who's younger than me. Cause you know, whatever, I'm sure you have plenty of wisdom, but I'm like, the amount, I, I, if I was, you know, 25 or whatever, telling people, advice i'd be like it'd be like the pretty bad advice on my end that's more from you know but like it's so i'm curious what would what would would have been one of those pieces of advice from 25 year old luke 25 uh um i don't know maybe (laughs) oh 25 i don't know i try to block i try to block out my my dumbness hopefully on honestly hopefully it's kind of interesting i was thinking i was like i wonder if you know five or ten years or whatever i'll look i'll look back on this interview and listen to it and be like what was i talking about or what was i (laughs) why did i think i knew all this you know so i don't know we'll see but um, why is she so complimentary (laughs) oh yeah no no yeah i love it i love nice people so feel free to continue to be nice to me it's cool right (laughs) (laughs) can I ask how old you are I'm just so curious now 34 oh that's yeah uh, yeah yeah. I'm 38 I I don't even know why I said oh like I don't know why I did that no you're good you're good (laughs) um hey yeah you're doing pretty good you're on a good course so keep it up appreciate it Yeah, yeah for sure so um, let's chat about something you know a whole lot about. Let's talk about Reef. Tell me, what is it exactly that an associate art director of digital content, what is it and what do they do? What do you do? Okay, so for those that don't know Reef, it's a sandal company. It's um, in the surf industry. It's been around for a while. I wish I had the date. I'd, sound, I'd sound so much cooler if I had the date on, on, off the top of my head, but you can Google it. I think it's just reef.com. Yeah, reef.com. Check it out. So basically my job, we have a lot of, we have a lot of product. So we make a lot of sandals, um, men and women's kids. We have some apparel, but right now it's, it's a lot of sandals and um, they really started expanding their e-com space and web, web presence. Uh, Cause a lot of the surf industry was selling through, you know, over the last 20, 30 years or whatever, you know, surf shops and retailers and stuff. But especially because of COVID and whatever, things became a little bit more, uh, you know, things were closed, but you could do direct to consumer. And that's just kind of the way things are going and maybe it'll change back or whatever. But that needless to say, that was a long-winded way of saying that, you know, we need a lot of content because we have a big web presence now and and we have a lot of products. So um, what I do is, I, uh, they joke with me at work. They call me a five tool guy, but, uh, I do like a bunch of different stuff. So, but I primarily focus on helping out with a lot of the photo shoots, whether it be like lifestyle, e-com product focus, um, just make sure that the product's looking good, make sure that it's on brand, 
make sure we're kind of capturing, um, you know, certain features of the shoe or sandal that are highlighted and also make sure that we're kind of doing some interesting storytelling. That's kind of my, like, kind of what I'm passionate about, right? Is, is more, um, instead of just taking a photo of a sandal, like in on laying in water or sand, more telling stories. We have a, a network of individuals that we work with called our uh, advocates of capture. And then we have our a network of individuals that are like our team writers and stuff. And the advocates of capture are basically photo guys and video guys that we work with to help take photos and pictures, videos of these individuals who are surfing and doing their thing. Um, so, and then I kind of work with them all to kind of, you know, create stories and, and create interest. You know, I think people are kind of burnt out with, uh, just being like force fed product imagery and buy me and buy this. But I think if you can kind of, you know, tell a story that's kind of interesting and feature the product in it, it's going to go a lot longer. So I'm kind of involved in that. And then because of my design background too, I, I do quite a bit of like design and little things here and there. So kind of all over the place, whatever they need help with, just do it. Just for a little bit more context, you said they call you a five tool guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know what? Yeah, I don't even know if I should have said that. It's yeah, it's like a it's like a joke. It's like a five, he's a five and one tool guy, like a multi-tool guy. Cause oh. I do like they'll be like, Hey, can you shoot this photo? I'll be like, Yeah, like can you retouch this? I say, Yeah, can you design this or add this? I say, Yeah. So I'll just do it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that makes more sense now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry if that was unclear. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Inside so jokes. What I kind of took from that, well, A, you're, you're, you're awesome, you know, because if you can multitask and be able to do several different things within that whole sphere, then, you know, more power to you. So that's actually super, like a superpower almost yeah. um, when it comes to video and, and everything else. Um, so I, I kind of heard as far as like the surf industry is concerned and going from retail shops and surf shops to, you know, the digital um, facing front it almost seems mm -hmm. as though like for the surf industry it's almost like a wild west because of the fact that they had to pivot from being in the surf shop to being online and having more of like a web presence would you say that's about right for sure i mean it's surfing has always been kind of a, just in general a little bit of like a wild wild west kind of a situation because you know surfers are a little bit like you know water cowboys right or like pirates like they're very you know kind of territorial like one of surf big waves and you know do things independently it's it's not a team sport you know like there are teams and crews of guys that surf together and stuff but there's like a weird like you know stoic like yep into like <laughs> you know surfers like i'm gonna go in the morning and do my thing so that's kind of in the spirit of surfing but yeah there you know i think it was kind of weird too it's like a lot of people just had more time to surf because they were like working from home and so you know you weren't having to drive to the office or anything so you could just go surf in the morning come back and I feel like it was it was there was a lot of people surfing and I think there was a lot going on but at the same time like you're saying there was a big kind of a, people were like okay we're not really going to be selling things in surf shops right now because they're you know they're closed or you know I don't want to be around people or this and that so and, and Reef just has a lot of product, you know, they have like a lot of different shoes, they do a lot of launches. And so it's, you got to really like, get it, you know, get it going. So mm -hmm. 
And then something else that you mentioned, well, just now you said um, water pirates. I haven't heard that one. It almost seems like they have their own like code, right? Their own water code or like they're, sure. they're the jungle, but it's like water. Yeah, I'm probably going to get like clowned for saying that. Someone will <laughs> come, come beat me up for it. Oh, um, no. Tell them to No, say it's, it's like, um, yeah, you know, with any different like subculture, right? There's like, you know, various languages and uh, little like uh cultural norms that like outside of it you'd be like I don't even know what you're talking about yes so <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I, can, I can definitely confirm that I know nothing about surfing and I'm okay with that no it's okay <laughs> do you do you surf I, I do yeah um my dad taught me when I was in like like second or third grade and I got like really into it in middle school and then from the, now now I still I still surf but I was like pretty gung-ho about the whole thing so it's a weird thing like you know and you're never too old to start but there's this weird thing where and I've talked to you know almost everyone I've ever talked to who's surfed it's like once you get like this one one wave like your first real wave that you kind of have this weird uh experience where like you kind of just gotta keep going so maybe you'll maybe you'll have that someday who knows but do you think that that first wave and that euphoria or, you know, just that joy or whatever it is that it is, does that translate to other parts of your life? Um, in a sense of like what trying to achieve that, like trying to recapture that moment or something or kind of, and I kind of, I kind of realized I kind of have asked that question. So I apologize. No, no, no. Do you have, I guess, a similar experience uh, for when you first did photography or when you first, you know, got this job that you really really liked like is there is there a, I guess a, a commonality between how you felt with that first wave just like when you find all these things that you really enjoy and you get to do yeah I th you know I think it's like something um I think it's trying to find that moment of being present you know there's something kind of cool that happens when you're really immersed in doing something that you enjoy where you kind of just forget about time you know you're not really thinking about you know what happened in the past you're not really you don't there's not like an anxiety about the future you have uh you're just focused on kind of what you're doing and with that focus you just lose track of time I think it's there's something kind of special about it and a contentment with that that you know I think we're all kind of really trying to get at the end of the day so I think it's really neat that you talked about that first wave though, because I've heard it before in, yeah. you know, and other, other things, TV and so forth, but to hear someone actually say it is kind of cool. It's, 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 uh, well, I'm glad you thought it was cool and not like too corny, but it's so weird. Like if you ever talk to someone who's like surfed for a long time and they're like into it, you'll, you can, you can ask them that and they will probably say the same thing. It's a trip. It's very weird. Hmm. One thing I was kind of curious about when it comes to like your photography work, especially mm -hmm. now, okay, because you're talking about product photography, talking about um, creating those stories, and it takes a lot of precision and a lot of detail, right? It has to mm -hmm. it takes the creative eye specifically as well. And I know that for our listeners, I know I know as far as like lighting and photography, what what that looks like for a product and how how difficult it really is it's more harder than it looks uh yeah. to people when they see the magazine or see whatever image yeah what can you tell our listening audience about uh product photography and and having the way that you set up these things like is there some something you can share with them as far as like insight on on the process for sure i think the one of the most important things 
I could probably break it down into maybe like, I'll try to do three things. And if I keep going, just be like, that was four or five. But so first one is just really trying to understand light and lighting in general. You know, and there's a, there's a lot of people who, you know, way better than me at, at all this uh, product photography and stuff, but they, and they might have a different opinion, but for me, I would say just understand light. So there's, there's in, and that comes in two different, uh, you know, forms, you have your natural light, which is, I prefer to shoot with like natural light. I think it's more beautiful, more natural. And um, there's just some, there's a realness and a rawness to it that you can explore. That's cool. But sometimes you're limited in that and in, in, in being able to utilize that natural light. So the next thing is studying, um, you know, studio lighting and kind of the different, the different effects you can create from the lighting and the studio stuff. And the best way to, another thing is you want to take that lighting and, um, figure out how to recreate something with that lighting that uh, would look natural to your eye. Cause our, our eye, the way that our brains process things, we can tell if something's fake, you know, it's like when we're watching a movie and there's like a, like an old movie and there's like bad special effects or something like your eye can see really quick. So, you know, if you can just try to understand the way the sun works and the way that, you know, lights in a room work and then how to replicate that, that's going to help a lot. And then I'd say two is if you can just study just composition like from a design perspective, it's another thing like our, the way our brains and like eyes interpret things, like if something doesn't look right, you can tell pretty quick. And there's a, there's a science and a math behind that. So if you can kind of study that composition and design, and then I think three is just being good at, um you know, Photoshop and, and capture one and whatever tools you're using, you know, just kind of familiarize yourself with them and, and learn how to do it properly. I think that's probably going to, gonna help you get to a good spot the product photography that's that's kind of my advice on that i think that's excellent advice all of it cool yeah studying studying light composition and then also the software that you're working with and 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 actually sometimes not knowing it has has a little bit of i guess um extra involved because you're constantly exploring what different things do so when we don't know a particular software messing with it a lot really helps but yeah yeah so learning it and and really harnessing that power is is a big deal too so yeah, yeah. and so, then what you know and then once you once you learn it all and you kind of have a nice like solid foundation then you can kind of you can kind of break the rules and explore a little bit too and you know modify certain things and not you know nowadays i i'll just there's certain things that i just kind of you know, I don't necessarily follow like all the rules, but I think initially it's good to kind of learn that discipline and those skills. Yeah. What's the most um, best piece that you've ever worked on that you're so amazingly proud of? Like to this day, first second you think about it, you just like have this huge smile because you you're proud. Like, what is that piece? What does it look like? Or uh, uh, That's a good question. I like some of my like, you know, personal uh photo stuff right now that I'm just because I can look back on you know five or ten years ago I didn't know like anything and just to kind of see the growth there and but you know as you're kind of saying that I think off the top of my head it's like it's not even like my my it's not my best work is I was younger and fresher in my design world but just I think what it symbolizes to me was probably my student portfolio that I did for design um just because that was a little bit of a gamble for me you know I was kind of I kind of went into that like but what I was able to do with that was kind of prove to myself like okay like I think I kind of made the I, I made the right decision and I um you kind of listen to you know 
there's something deep inside everybody that's kind of guiding them and telling them what to do. And it, I think it, it kind of worked. So I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. I would say just kind of what it symbolizes for me. Right. It's like, I didn't, you know, if you're going to live your life, you might as well try, give it a go, you know? So Yeah. It sounds like you really uh, worked really hard on that. And, you know, on, on a student level, it's either you work really hard on it or you just do the minimum to just get through the class and kind of just get out of there right. so you can go do the stuff yeah. you really want. So, yeah, I can understand being really proud of that if you really worked hard on it. That was, I think that's another thing. And that's kind of what I told um, some of the past students when I talked to them like a while ago. I was like, you know, one, if you're if you're here and you're doing this, like you might as well try your best, see what happens, you know, don't don't half ass it. And then another thing is, um, you know, I grew up for the most part being in school. The goal was to get good grades, right? I mean, in, in reality, it's, it's to learn as much as you can and be the best. But my thing was like, okay, I got to get good grades to go to college or whatever. Like, I'm just going to do what I got to do to get an A. Whereas like when I was studying design, I was like, okay, I want to learn the most I could possibly learn. Like, I want to literally just like everything because I didn't know any of the like you know I had design taste but I didn't know the tools I didn't know like the reasoning or anything so I was like oh, I'm just gonna learn like as much as I can and for that to kind of work out was was cool so yeah that's my answer I think that's great I think um that's like the best attitude to have because you know some some people take school for granted and it, they're really just thinking about getting done and and being yeah. out, right getting the certificate or getting the degree but there are definitely others that really absorb like a sponge like you did. Yeah. And that, and that's why I encourage people too. it's like, figure out what you're kind of into what you're passionate about. Cause you're going to just, you're going to definitely go a lot further in my opinion. What's the one thing that um, you can't learn in school? Or is, this, or is this like a quiz question or is this my actual opinion? No, no, no. Oh, just, okay. Okay. Just, just your opinion. What's something could be anything at all. Really? I thought it was like a riddle. I was like, Oh no, I'm going to fail <laughs> oh, this. Uh, apologies. Yeah. No, yeah. just like what's, what's something that you picked up, you know, industry wise or work wise, however it is you want to answer that, that you just would never learn in school. Yeah. I think, you know what? And I think I don't want to discredit like certain teachers. Cause there are some teachers that are like, you know what? I tell my students this every day and I'd be like, okay, well my bad. But in general, there's uh something that I would encourage people that, you know, I, I didn't learn until kind of later. And there's a book. So her name is Carol Dweck. She's an American psychologist and she wrote a book uh, called mindset and it's a new psychology of success. And basically she talks about, two different mindsets that you can have where it's a growth mindset and then a fixed mindset. And I think, you know, growing up in, um, in school and stuff, it's in just in, in life in general, anywhere, it's like you, if you're younger and someone says, you know, you're not smart or you're dumb or you're not good at this or that, you can kind of hold yourself back because you have that mentality of, Oh, I can't learn, you know, I'm not good at it. What's cool about, you know, what she talks about in this book and just kind of what I've come to learn and that I want to share with other people is like, okay, yeah, you might not be good now, but you doesn't mean you're not going to be good in the future if you try to learn, right? So it's just changing your mind from a, from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset and to try to change from problem thinking to um, solution-based thinking and figuring out what you can do to get to where you want to go. So, you know, with the growth mindset, you, you know, you, okay, I'm not very good at 
reading or spelling or I'm not very strong or I'm not very good at photography or, you know, Photoshop or whatever, you can learn. You're just going to, you just got to be patient and, and take some time. So that's kind of my, that's, that's something that I would, um, and I'm sure there's teachers that recommend the book to people and whatever, but for me, I think that was something that outside of school that I would, does that answer your question? Yeah, definitely does. And I think that sounds like a great book. Um, if you could send me a link to it, that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely include it on our description for your episode. Uh, so here's the fun part where you get to share all your socials and websites. I know you mentioned um, reef.com earlier, uh, oh, yeah. but other social handles that you want to shout out, and then we'll also put them in the description. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if yeah, you can check out my Instagram if you want. It's Luke double underscore Armitage. And then, yeah, my website's, I'm still working on it right now, but it's just, it's LukeArmitage.com. And yeah, if, you know, if you want to email me, there's there's a link to my email in there. If you have questions or this is like to anyone listening, if they have, you know, questions on books to read or design, I'll try my best to get back to you. But yeah, feel free to hit me up. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, for sure. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I already uh, connected with you, I think, on LinkedIn. So okay. definitely stay in touch and we wish you nothing but the best. Uh, I think that yeah, I think you're very strong creative wise and you're going to do great things. So, oh, for sure. No. And thank you so much for your time. Like Vanessa, I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, thanks for going easy on me on the questions. I didn't really feel trapped on or anything. Yeah, man. I'm going to ask you for surfing lessons one day. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if you could do, don't, don't, don't wimp out when it's game time. Awesome. Well, have a great day. And, and, you know, it's Wednesday. So have the best Wednesday of your life. I hope you have the best wins of your life. I hope they, until, until next Wednesday. Hey, sounds great. <laughs>Happy Hour and Are You Happy Hotline are brought to you by Are You Happy Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media such as Instagram and subscribe via your favorite podcast platform. Are You Happy, the docuseries can also be found on social media such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See you guys next time for another wonderful episode of Are You Happy, the Happy Hour.